bet you didn't know this.
100,000 people, people watching me. But we're alone now, and I'm singing my song to you. I know you'll image me Is what I hope to be I treated you unkindly Darling, can't you see There's no one more important to me Can't you, can't you stay through me? We will, and I will sing my song to you. You taught me the secrets of a true love old and nothing. Oh, you came out in front while I was hiding. Now, so much better. And if my and my words don't come together, listen to the better. My love is in the
from the bottom of my heart I was singing We were And I was
and I like distant stars, whole hemispheres apart. You're the lesson I must learn, and I'm the sea. Sure. 
Kit, your personal care kit when traveling. The best solution for personal care when using public restrooms. When nature calls, the restroom kit was created to be used in any restroom away from your home. Each kit includes an oversized seat cover with rear pocket to support stability and alignment, one yard of three-ply toilet paper, hand wipe, and flushable tush wipe. Small enough to fit in a purse, pocket, your backpack, or car travel kit. Go to therestroomkit.com. That's therestroomkit.com. Yes, indeed. Get to this in the room, Philly. I'm Priest Eilika. It's snowing here in Washington, D.C. I didn't feel like going nowhere. And I just want to let you know, let you know right now. Let yourself go, man. Just let yourself go.
Yeah, peace, man. Yes, sir. What's a good word? I see you blazing that joint. You know what I'm saying? That new Kaya joint that we, uh, you know, premiered a couple of days ago. Yeah. I tell you, I like it. So I got another song behind it that I was going to play, but I knew you was going to call. So I said, well, I'm going to talk to you for a few seconds, but the vibe has to continue because like, it came to me like this, right? When you go get a drink, you say, boy, I want a vodka tonic with rock. Right? And you're trusting the bartender to make it the way you like it, correct? Yes. I'm just saying, you you trusting that he going to make it, because if he don't, you're going to throw it back in his face, right? Right. 
I'm just saying, you ain't got to say right. Are you one of them people that if you don't like it, you go throw it back in their face, bro? Well, I mean, if it really tastes nasty, then, you know what I'm saying, you're going to give them some kind of reaction, so, okay. <laughs> Come on, boy, you got to laugh a little bit, man. Monday, man, we got snow. Well, we ain't got New York snow, but in D.C., we got snow, bro. Everybody in Oh, really? In the house. Yeah, man, everybody well, quiet. <laughs> I will, it must be, well, I haven't, I haven't looked out the window lately. You know what I'm saying? But I guess I got to take a peek out the window, see what it's doing outside. But I, I, I guess maybe it's on its way from uh, D.C. Maybe it's coming its way. Well, that's why I said, see, New York snow is feet of snow. D.C. snow is you got an inch or two, and if you don't have to be outside, you ain't going, bro. You ain't going outside. Yeah. It's cold out there. So people laugh at us from Minnesota and I had a brother call me from Indiana today, and, you know, he was like, man, it ain't even cold out here. And their cold in Indiana is not our cold. That's the New York cold. Indiana and New York got, you know, similar cold. You with me? Yeah, you think so? You think so? I always thought it was yeah. like, like places like now places like now places like Minnesota has a whole different kind of cold. Oh, yeah. See? That's the thing where you have to, you, excuse me, I have to be joyous about because, man, I can walk, put my boots on and walk through this stuff right quick and go to the store, do what I got to do. I live in a gentrified neighborhood, so everything is in a three-block radius. I'm like, wow, man, I got it made if it's a blizzard, okay? I got it made, so I'm just joyful. So, yeah, I'm playing my girl. Her music was right there. It just made me get up on that swing. And I was like, you know what? Her music sounds like this other guy, right? If you hold on for one second, I'm going to put him on and tell me if this don't float, okay? All right, do it, do it.
Back in the listening room, Philly. I'm Priest Alica, and you know, you can figure out who that was. That's the vibe, man. Kia put that vibe on you. I got some most of them, man. But when you format music, you got to format the artist into the next artist and the next artist, and that's how you create a rotation, correct? Yeah, well, that's how you, you know what I'm saying. That's how you set a mood or a vibe, sure. Okay, you can't get no rotation out of that? Well, of course. You know what I'm saying? Of course. You know what I'm saying? You want to, you know what I'm saying? You could, uh, uh, you can make that a playlist and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? That'll be a certain kind of, you know, a certain kind of vibe. You know what I'm saying? Then you come up with another one and okay. another one and another one. You know, and each one okay, of them, okay. you know, maybe a, you know, or maybe within the context of one show, you might have a couple of different vibes going on. You know what I'm saying? But okay. Within the context of two-hour show. You know, so you might you might okay. you might decide one day that you're gonna cover a lot of ground. Okay. Well, I know that you're correct. You're one prize number one, my brother. Okay. Prize well, number one. <laughs> okay. Hey, here goes a song for you, man. Prize number one. Stay tuned, man.
Yeah, man, that's definitely a groove, man. You definitely, you know, definitely a groove. Definitely a groove. You're doing your thing. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to leave you alone, man. Yeah, I'm going to leave you alone, man. You're giving me too much inspiration. You're giving me too much inspiration. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, well see, now, I, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for now. Unfortunately, unfortunately, you missed Saturday's show. All right, because that would have gave you a whole lot of inspiration, man. We had a fantastic guest. I uh, Mr. Peter, uh, uh, um, Mr. Peter Spryer. I was in the building. Uh, he's the author of the documentary Rhyme and Reason uh, that came out in '97, hip hop documentary. Uh, that shows a lot of uh, you know who's who from back in the days. You know when uh, some of them, you know, some established artists, but someone that was you know just at the beginnings of you know their career. So we had him in the building. He was talking about a lot of background stuff and a lot of. Uh, you know, giving a lot of insight, you know, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, his involvement and, and, and how he put it all together and everything. So, yeah, you know, that's what we're here for. All right, Dirty Basement Radio, Dirty Basement University. I'd always bring you all something to keep you all inspired, or at least that's what we strive to do. Well, only thing you all have to do now is go back to the archives and pull that up, and you all going to understand why this next song it's a dirty basement, man, because we ain't in the 
Introducing the Restroom Kit, your personal care kit when traveling. The best solution for personal care when using public restrooms. When nature calls, the Restroom Kit was created to be used in any restroom away from your home. Each kit includes an oversized seat cover with rear pocket to support stability and alignment, one yard of three-ply toilet paper, hand wipe, and flushable tush wipe. Small enough to fit in a purse, pocket, your backpack, or car travel kit. Go to therestroomkit.com. That's therestroomkit.com. This is the Listening Room Philly. I'm Priest Alica. I was just shouting out Dirty Basement Radio because it's snowing and I'm having some fun tonight. Yeah, like that. I want to sound like it's a night to do it. You know, you got, you know, yeah. saying you got that snow yeah. coming down. Everybody's going to be, you know, what I'm saying, uh, 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 in the house and and doing what they do, yeah. taking it easy, relaxing, trying, to, you know, trying to yeah. stay warm. So, you know, you know, yeah, saying, so that, you know, yeah, you fit right. I fit. I finally fit. Yeah, you fit right in, brother. You fit right in. I fit right in. Yeah, man. Because I was telling my youngest daughter, she's five that I didn't fit into any of the groups I was growing up with. I didn't fit. But yet, I could play in every group, okay? I could play in everybody. Nobody would tell me, no, you can't play. But I didn't fit. I would play my best, but I didn't fit. So I always had to try something new all the time. I tried pole vaulting one time. Pole vaulting. You ever tried that? Yeah. No, you know. You know, I've thought about it. I've thought about it. It looks like an interesting thing to do. You know what I'm saying? But I've never, I've never, I've never done it. <laughs> well, you know, that's the type of person I grew up being. I was like, I'm going to try that. You know what I'm saying? And nobody would ever tell me, no, you can't. So I would try it. Oh, Walter, I just thought about that. I'm telling my little daughter, she's laughing. She said, Daddy, you know you can't do that stuff. And I'm like, at least I tried. See, I did just so how'd it go? It went well, so, bro. So how'd it go? For the whole season? Because, you know, it's a seasonal thing. Okay. I, I sat on the bench the whole time. <laughs> what was your, you know what I'm saying, what was your top height? I sat on the bench the whole time. You have, <laughs> the coach didn't want me to run or try so that was just a number so they on the team. So they didn't give you that one opportunity? They didn't give you a shot? They didn't give you a chance? No. Basically, I carried the pole votes to the um, place where we had to do the workouts. <laughs> so I had to have a ball boy in baseball and stuff. I was the pole boy. Uh-huh. I, I carried ah, okay. the pole Okay, okay. I see. All right. <laughs> yeah. I tried, though. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay, so you're just happy to be on the team. Yes, bro. Yes, just happy to be on the team like I am tonight. You know what I'm saying? I haven't drunk me two root beers. haven't had any alcohol or anything like that. But all of a sudden, when I started the show, I just started laughing. Like, it's really funny. You know what I'm saying? How I got into the radio business. Okay? And I'm Mm. sitting here laughing. I'm, I'm talking to you now. And I was like, man, do you know what type of stuff? You have done to get to this position, right? I ain't going to hold you too long because I'm having too much fun, okay? One time, you and I, we had an opportunity to represent a few artists, correct? And the strangest things happened before we could get into any contracts with them. 
to them. The strangest thing happened to them. Okay. And I ain't, I ain't gonna talk about the people calling their name out because I don't want to get sued. But you know, we were supposed to represent this artist, and he was this, and I never heard of him until he was brought to the table, and I was like, man, I can't do it with this guy. Same time we did not sign the contract, dude got arrested for prostitution. I was like, what? Wow. We really could have done it. We could have really got in trouble. Okay. We we me and you could have really got in trouble for representing the guy. So I'm saying all of that because last week I was watching an interview by the said person. And they mm. still getting shot at. They still got problems, bro. They still got them all now. And I was like, man, we would have been stuck with that guy. I don't know, Amir, you would have made Where it, bro, from? for real. Where they from? Uh, Can you tell me that? Can, can you at least say where they from? Because, you know, you got different huh? you got different type of Glocks. You got different type of Glocks, right? Different type okay. of Glocks. Sometimes you got a right. 40, right? Glock. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. I ain't asking you to remember you. that. I'm got... just saying. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just so glad that I did not go that direction, bro. Okay? Because that would have okay. ruined my career. Really think so? Okay. Right, I mean, sometimes. I mean, sometimes it only takes one. You know. No, I'm saying. Do you feel like you want to be stabbed everywhere you go, bro? I mean, for real. Um, I don't think I would really mind it so much. I mean, I I think (laughs) that I've um. Nah, really, man. I think I think you know I you know I've 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 said this before. I think I think we'd be better off if you know everybody had a license to carry. You know, I know you got a gun. You know, I got a gun. You know, it'll be open carry. I can see your gun. You can see mine. I think I I think it'll make people behave a whole lot better. <laughs> I, I beg to differ, but uh, I'm gonna leave that for a different time. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I I go too many places like school. I go to children's school every day, bro. I mean, every day of their life. I could not even go into their school with it, so I would have to leave it anyway. Okay. Right. Okay. I go to, I go to so many games and so many performances, and I can't even. I, man, I couldn't. I would have to leave it anyway. Okay. So when I found myself in that position, I was like, I'm going to get you, motherfucker. After somebody do something to you, I'm going to get you. I'm going to go home and get my gun. So that was some shit that I heard when I was a kid. People do that. Right. Okay? So I wouldn't I wouldn't even want to have one at this point. Okay? At this point. You with me? Okay. You don't even want to be bothered? No, I ain't say that. Like I tell my children, I teach them um, self-defense and all that. And I say, there's no need for you to have a gun if somebody brought one to the party. Okay? If they brought it and you know they got it, it's your duty to take it from them and use it on them. Mm-hmm. That's the only one that's available. Wow. Uh-huh. If you brought it, he said that that's you want to use it. He said it. Okay, you said that that's their duty to take it from them and to use it against them. And unload it on them. And if they got another clip, put yep. that in and go for the next guy. 
Man, unloaded what? on them. Hmm? Yeah, you ain't. Look, man, they come for you. They didn't come to talk. They ain't come to nothing. They come to shoot you. So they catch you like That's rob right. you or whatever. It's your, it's your duty to take it from them and bust them. As many times as necessary. So when people find them, they say, oh, this guy was trying to rob some guy. And don't run. Wait for the police. You know, because you got to take your points. Take your points. And you sit there wait for the police and say, yo, this is what it is. You check his fingerprints. The gun got 10 bodies on it already. So when they finish looking at it, they're going to be like, this guy robbed the wrong person. Ain't that how I go to the newspaper? Mm-hmm. For white people. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> well, hopefully, well hopefully, they look, hopefully they look at it that way. No, I'm just saying, any scenario, like my children say, scenarios a scenario. They're only based on who thinks them up. Correct? Well, I mean, if they come across a dead body and you got the gun and the other body's dead and the gun that you got in your possession got 10 bodies on it, they might want to pin those 10 bodies on you. No, because you're going to make sure you tell them that you took it from this guy right here. They can't ask him no question. You understand? You can tell them whatever you want to tell them. You can tell them whatever you want to tell them. You're going to tell them what you're going to tell them what I told you because once you take that person's gun, they're no longer able to talk. You're taking them all the way out because you're unloading their weapon on them. There's no okay. Well, you know you're getting that point. You know I think you're giving law enforcement way too much credit. No, well I'm not. I'm not speaking on them. I'm speaking on the position that we have to take now, in this time, in this hour, because what we were taught in the Marine Corps was use of deadly force. Now they don't use that out here in the real world because all the open carry states are not close enough together where people actually do it to each other enough. But people say stand your ground like that, it's like stand your ground. The use of deadly force is like. They came to me. They left me no way out. I took their weapon. I unloaded their weapon. Plain and simple. Okay. Here's okay. Well, that, okay. Well. Okay. But understand, brother. That would be your story. That would be that That's would be your story you that you would tell. Right. That would be your story That's that you would you tell got. them that you would hope that that you would hope that they would believe you. I don't care if they believe me or not. The threat. It's right there. You taking the threat out of here. You catch me? It's what? The, most, the threat. The person who came with the gun is no longer present. You understand? That's right. Understand. Okay, good. The police come. They're going to question you. They're going to hold you. They're going to check your fingerprints, check your background. They're going to check that person's background, too. And when they check that gun, that gun's going to have X amount of body. I mean, prints on it. Your prints are going to be there. The dude didn't have no time to wipe no prints off because, huh? Including yours. Including yours. Yeah, I want, uh, listen, man, you got to have credibility. See, I have to have my fingerprints on the gun to prove that I, what, took you out of the game. You, and all I'm saying is, bro, is, I mean, it sounds good. It's a compelling argument and everything. It sounds great. I'm quite, I'm quite sure that your mind is totally logical and that you should go home, you know, in a couple of hours after being questioned. I'm just saying no, you're, you're giving law enforcement. Way, I'm just point. saying you're giving law enforcement way too much credit. That's all I'm saying. No, you don't give them no credit. 
I'm saying to you that they got you already. They're going to hold you as long as possible. They're going to test the weapon. They're going to test everything. Now, they're going to have to match up the story and the gun. You've never had a gun no time until you took it from this guy, no matter what nobody say. Okay? They got okay, let me you on what? Okay, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you one question. Okay. I guess we could, you know, okay. come to a conclusion. How do you think of it, how how do you think it would turn out for you? No, it's not in that scenario. Yeah. Uh-uh. Oh, how it's gonna turn out for me is one second, bro. I'm not quite sure what's happening, but you know we're here on oh, Dirty no. Basement Radio having a lively discussion here with Priest. Yeah, we live, man. My children just came in from the snow without my shovel. You know what I'm saying? And then I had to throw one out the window, kick one in the head, and kick one down the steps, and get back in time to talk to you. Okay, well, that was a quick run. <laughs> I know. They, they, they all laughing. You know what I'm saying? I had house surgery last year, so I can only do that in my mind. Just like the scenario, so I can only do that in my mind. I'm praying every day nobody does that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm praying every day they don't do that. But that's a scenario that when you are teaching self-defense, you have to be able to tell your children, duck, go left, counter, push, you know. You know, you got to show them certain stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. I had to get that out of my system because when you get to snowing, it gets, like, exciting. Because, you know, when people see snow, they can't drive, right? Yeah, a lot of people, yeah. And then they that's the time where they want to drive. That's when the they know they, they want to drive on the snow. Self, keep keep themselves in the house. They know they don't belong out here on this road, okay? The speed limit is 25. Why are you doing 50 in a residential area down the street with two feet of snow down there? You know you go hit somebody. Uh-huh. I'm done, man. I'm going to stop cracking on people. But did you check out the um, Cat Williams thing, the scenario with Cat Williams? Uh, well, I did I did see I did see some of it. I didn't watch the entire, you know, it was almost a three-hour. I think uh, I think Mr. Roar watched it from uh, beginning to end. Uh, but I watched a pretty fair portion of it. I got a, you know, I got enough of the whole idea of what was going on. <laughs> Now, check this out. This is what I came up with because I've been watching different parts and different things. Everybody that touches that subject, a, a million views plus, everybody touches. Everybody that rebuts it and say something about it and prints it over again and add their little Facebook or Instagram Facebook, they get a million views because they have an opinion okay. of it. Okay? Right. So now, I think Cat Williams is a brilliant motherfucker for real, bro. <laughs> He got everybody paid. <laughs> he got everybody paid. Even if they rebut what he said, he's talking about Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart going to get 15 more million people going to love him. You know what I'm saying? For how he handled mm-hmm. the situation. Tiffany Haddish going to come back. You know what I'm saying? Because now they wasn't doing any type of real things like Cat was saying. But he said it in such a comedic way that people say, oh, now I got to go look at Cat Williams to see if he's really funny. Let me go look at Tiffany's background. See, and now all their platforms where they are mentioned by name, he added millions of dollars to these people if they understand the move that he made. Of course. Right. Okay. All right. I mean, it sounds like a pretty good analysis. It makes sense. 
They had mixed dollars, too, because the girl, Wanda Smith, she on the Internet today talking about how she complained. She didn't know it was that. She didn't know it was that. And Frank Ski is telling her, look, you know what I'm saying? You did that same shit to other people, but you didn't get a million views the next day. You didn't get 10 million views the next evening. But what Cat did for you is make sure that everybody go to your page. Now you got an extra couple million views, which is more clicks, because the internet's how everybody's getting paid. Okay, he made Wanda Smith get name. Her name come out now, so she gonna get booked just because she got to rebut what he said. They created a money flow. Right. Cat Williams is a brilliant. He brilliant as three people, man. I love it. I had to sit back and watch it. I'm still laughing about that too because. We got to find ways to generate capital for all of us, okay? All of us. And it was funny the way he did it. He got a guy, all the thing, I can't remember the guy, and the guy said, Cat Williams wouldn't let me come in perform, blah, blah, blah. Cat put on a rebuttal and gave the guy extra 2 million views. He said, I ain't never met the guy, know the guy, nothing. Just just, just disqualified him. But that guy got 2 million more views and an interview. So money circulating at this point. So love him or hate him, I like people like Cat Williams. You know what I'm saying? That was funny, man. That was funny. I I'm on it tonight, bro. I was adding a little commentary. But sometimes you have to talk to people about some stuff. Right? Right. And they might not want to talk to you. They might not want to talk to you. The music was so nice, bro. Having a good conversation with you. Having snow out here. Have my children come home without the shovel. They got money in their pocket. Tell them <laughs> they broke the shovel. I guess it's okay, right? Yeah. I'm going to leave it alone for well, the I night, mean, bro. I, I'm going to go. Good. I was going to say, I guess that's the cost of doing business. The cost of doing business, yeah, that's what you're telling them. You're teaching them that. Yo, DJ Sincere is teaching y'all, if you break your shovel, as long as you're making some money, it's okay. That was an announcement in the house, bro. Sorry. <laughs> nobody, nobody said anything because <laughs> they still without shovel and they can't go get get no more money tonight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, you know, I blame you. You got to blame. It's good. Who, bro? So I'm glad you came on tonight. I'm being very, very nice about what I'm doing from now on, 2024, and I'm gonna be in the business. It's radio business like I'm Bruce Lee. Okay. Okay, Bruce Lee. You know, couldn't nobody beat Bruce Lee, man? He was too quick, right? Yeah, he was the man. All right, there you go. Now, I'm going to go ahead and play this song, man, and I'm be ready to get out of here. Thank you, DJ Sincere, for doing what you do. Yeah, man, we're going to have some fun in 2024. You hear me? Hi, Priest. Yes, sir. Peace.